From the Pamela Family Studio, you're listening to Faith and Family Statehouse Update. I am Joshua Putnam, President of Pamela Family. Did you know that for 95 years, South Carolina law has required public colleges to teach students our founding documents of the United States for at least one year? And did you know that the University of South Carolina and most other South Carolina universities have refused to comply with that law? This resistance is why Senator Larry Grooms from Charleston has introduced the REACH Act to update our original law to encourage public universities to teach our founding documents to our students. Have a listen to our discussion. Today we're joined with Senator Larry Grooms. Uh, Representative Grooms represents Charleston and Berkeley counties in the South Carolina Senate. And we are speaking to him today about his bill S-35, it's the REACH Act. Uh, most of our listeners um, and readers will know that as the founding documents bill that teaches the importance of our, our heritage as a nation in our higher education. So, Sarah Grooms, would you like to kind of explain the importance of this bill and kind of the progress of the bill? Well, since around 1920, um, there's been a statute uh, that requires all public colleges, universities, and high schools to teach our founding documents, our Constitution, uh, our Declaration, the Federalist Papers, um, and and throughout yeah. most of our um, and throughout since about 1920, it's, it's been adhered to. Yeah. The colleges and universities and our high schools have been doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, but some things have changed uh, pretty much over the last uh, 15, 20 years, where some of our colleges um, have not adhered to the statute. Um, and this was brought to my attention um, by, um, by uh, Jameson Brogy, yeah. um, wonderful young man, was a student at the um, University of South Carolina, and he was wondering why the University of South Carolina is able to violate state law. Yeah. Um, I wrote a letter to uh, President Pastides, and he gave a response, which uh, I thought was rather interesting. Um, he believed that parts of the law, current law, are unconstitutional, therefore the university doesn't have to abide by any of it. Hmm. Um, uh, I disagreed with that, um, but he went on to say he would be happy to work with the General Assembly in passing a law that the school would be happy um, to yeah. uh, then apply. Uh, it was also thought that was strange. Uh, we'll, we'll help you write a law that we'll, we agree with. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, they don't have that authority to interpret law as a university. No, but, you know, <laughs> they, they, they believe themselves to be smart enough to do that. Uh, well, but they weren't teaching yeah. it. Um, I, then I found out that through the Commission on Higher Education that all but about three colleges in South Carolina hmm. w was adhering to the spirit of the law. Okay. Because the, the law spoke uh, about a year's worth of instruction. Yeah. We now, we now have a semester system in school. Yes. Um, the, the law spoke to a superintendent of education to oversee that the law uh, it was being adhered to. We have a commission on higher education. Yeah. So there are certain parts of the law that needed to be updated. Yeah. And, and that's what we attempted to do um, in S-35. Uh, this has been around for about six years. Okay. Uh, have failed the previous five years to, to be able to get the bill to move. Um, but this year, we took uh, President Pastidi's letter. Uh, we updated every part that he suggested that we do. Yeah. And and the bill has passed the South Carolina Senate. <laughs> and now it's before the House. And it's strange that the University of South Carolina seems to be the school most opposed to 
um, passing the bill that they said they would help write, and after yeah. following exactly what they asked us to do, they now have some issues with it. Yeah. Well, and I think what's important for our listeners to know is the importance of this bill. And, and number one, it is still current law that these universities and schools actually have to teach our founding documents. And that's also, I think that's also important for for our students that are going to state-sponsored schools that once they graduate, um, either through a public school system, um, through a high school, or, or they go to a state university, that they're getting those foundations of, of our founding principles as a nation. Um, I think we kind of see that nowadays of us not teaching our founding documents like we should as a country because you have these movements of trying to get rid of electoral college and things like that. And, and if you actually knew how our country was set up and how our founding fathers envisioned this very unique type of government system of playing out, it's very important to know those documents. Um, I, think, I think we're seeing it play out in society where especially younger, um, our young generation just has an absence of knowing our division of our founding fathers for this country. Well, well of course we know that all our rights come from the government. Yeah. Um, that's what we're, <laughs> we're, that we're taught to believe. But if you study our founding documents, you will understand and understand clearly that our rights don't come from government. Our rights yeah. come from God. You'll understand in our founding documents that the purpose of government is not to impose its will on its citizens, but the purpose of government, as clearly laid out in our founding documents, is to secure the yeah. God-given rights of the individual. Yeah. The only reason we have government, according to our founding documents, is to protect the rights that God has given every man, woman um, in this country. Yeah. We, we learn that when we study our founding documents. We learn that when we study the Declaration. We learn that when we study our Constitution. We learn how to secure those rights when we read the Federalist Papers. That's why, once upon a time, the General Assembly of this state thought it yeah. would be so important that every educated person in our state learn our founding documents. Yeah. They believed it would be essential that every citizen understand where our rights come from and how they're secured, that they made a state law and yeah. now we have our colleges and universities who's, who are opposed to teaching the Constitution for the very same reasons I just laid out. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a philosophy that, that leads to prosperity. There's a philosophy that leads to a lower quality of life and a lower standard of living. And that is the philosophy that government always knows best. Yes. I, I don't believe in the philosophy of government being God. I believe in the philosophy that God gives us our rights. I believe yeah. in the philosophy that the purpose of government is to secure our God-given rights. Yeah. So when we try to substitute God for government, uh, we have seen it throughout our world. That type of society leads to a lower quality of life and a lower standard of living. And all we have to do is look around the globe and, and yeah. see the difference in um, the, the way people live and their economic situation and their, and their governments and their governing philosophy. Uh, our Constitution is the world's longest-lasting and most imitated political document. Yeah. Um, I believe it was inspired by God Almighty with our founders once upon a time, which, which, why, which is why I believe so strongly that it should be taught, which is why I believe so strongly that it is essential to a free society to understand where these documents come from and how they're applied today. Yeah, and I think it's also important, especially from a faith community aspect, um, that we've seen our country, we've pivoted from our division of the Founding Fathers, um, where it was a limited government type system, where, where the church, where the church played 
very important roles within their community for education, for health care, and, and taking care of the needy and taking care of the sick. Um, and, and that was the main role of the church. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's unique, especially for the faith community, to understand that our government was set up in, in partnership with the church almost, where the church really took care of most of the social issues. And I think we've kind of gotten away from that where the government has taken what the church was doing um, at the founding of our country and have, have, have created all these programs to, to take care of the sick and to take care of the needy. Um, and so we've shifted that. And I think where we've seen that is it comes from a lack of knowing our founding documents, our founding principles, and how our government was set up. That's exactly true. Um, I the, the, more, the more I practice um, democracy in, in my role as a state senator, the more I'm able to have a better understanding of, of what was what was our founders thinking at the time, how, how their ideals have um, morphed into yeah. um, a, a more perfect society. And we're not a perfect society yeah. by far. I, I mean, you can read the Federalist Papers and understand some of the writings that if men were angels, we would not need government. But men are not angels. Yeah. The understanding of, of human nature and how we are fallen and how we are sinners and how we are in need of a savior. Um, the, men can be governed um, through the end of a bayonet, as in some societies, or yeah. men can be governed through the human heart. And nothing conditions the human heart more than a savior. Yeah. Um, you can self-govern and you, you need a savior to yeah. do that. Um, uh, or you can be governed at the at the end of a bayonet through the force of yeah. government. Yeah. Um, Self-regulating behavior, a free society, those are all part of our founding documents, yeah. and you can see that in the writings. When when you and you can also see how ha as it has been applied throughout our years, and that is what has led to us having the greatest standard of living and the highest quality of life of any people that has ever lived on this planet. Yes. And if we don't understand our foundations, uh, we'll, we will certainly erode them and it'll all come crashing yep. in. But as long as the foundations remain sturdy, as long as we appreciate and maintain the foundations, yes. we will be strong. And the blessings of liberty will then be handed down to the next generation and the generation after that. I think, I think that's exactly right, Senator. Um, and I think that is so important to understand that the type of government that we enjoy has got to be understood by its people. It's got to be understood that we, we've got to have a morality compass in this country that kind of guides this type of government. Because like what you said, you could be governed by the end of a bayonet. Well, our our guiding principle is a sense of morality in this country that helps our, our type of government to thrive. Um, and without that type of morality as, as a guiding stone, um, we, we can see where, where our government is headed towards without that. Ben, ben Franklin, one of our founding fathers, we've created in one indissolvable bond the principles of civil government and the principles of Christianity. Yeah. Never been done before. And, and we're the beneficiaries of that. Yeah. And uh, understanding that that is one of the cornerstones of this nation, it is, it is spelled out so clearly within our founding documents. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a, a, a reaction from the left sometimes that uh, perhaps we shouldn't teach that. Let's, let's teach something else. Let's, let's, let's make sure all our, all our graduating students are, are fully versed into the, the value and goodness of government. Yeah. Um, and, that, and then we start believing um, that our rights, maybe they do come from the government. Yeah. M maybe it is the king or yeah. the government 
who gives us our rights. No, our, yeah. our rights do come from God. It's, it's right there in our yeah. birth certificate. It yeah. is spelled out so clearly. Yeah. Um, and I believe that has a lot to do with why there's a resistance um, by some of our colleges and some of the liberal professors that teach there that they're not going to teach the founding documents and the founding principles. Yeah. I, I believe that our colleges should adhere yeah. to the law. Yeah. And that is why I introduced um, S-35, the REACH Act, uh, and, and I'm hopeful for its passage. Yeah. And it is amazing that we sit here today and that this is a controversial or or that anybody would meet this bill with with um, with hesitation. I mean, it, it just is amazing how far we've progressed as a society where teaching our founding principles is not a no-brainer um, and that anybody would object to actually teaching the history of our country. Um, and so we appreciate your leadership on this bill. It's S-35. Um, we appreciate your leadership of getting it out of the Senate. Um, so that was a huge step. Um, and I think this bill has been going on for a lot, the last five years, I believe. Yeah, six, six, um, six years. Six years ago. Well, and, and so I think it's right now it is in the House Education Committee, and it looks like it will start to move there, hopefully. Um, so, so if our listeners want to get involved in everything, they can find their House representatives that sit in that committee and ask them and urge them to, to move this bill forward to the House floor and, and get it adopted this year so we can actually start teaching our founding documents as our leaders before us decided that it was important to teach that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you, Senator. Appreciate uh, thank the you time for your this work. Morning. Thank okay. You. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. To stay up to date on all the issues affecting your faith and family, subscribe to Faith and Family Statehouse Update on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to give us a good rating and leave us a positive review. Find bonus content in every episode of Faith and Family Statehouse Update at palmettofamily.org backslash statehouseupdate. This episode was mixed and produced by Briley Hughes. From the Palmetto Family Studio in beautiful South Carolina, thanks for listening to this episode of Faith and Family Statehouse Update. We'll see you next week.